And today we'll start in hero pose. So uh, often you're going to benefit from having some props in hero pose. And since this is early on in the practice, you might even have uh, a block underneath your hips. So get situated, bring your knees together, point your toes back and separate your heels. The knees can be anywhere from hip width distance apart to together, and you might experiment with doing things a new way. Sit back between your heels, landing the sits bones either on your mat, if that's okay for the knees, on a blanket or a block or a series of props. And you might have noticed I just grabbed the flesh of my buttocks, separated it to get a better uh, connection between my sits bones and the prop beneath me. You might also try to flatten and remove uh, the calf muscles from underneath the thighs, pull them back and apart. And click down the toenails. If this is too intense for the ankles, you can always have a blanket underneath the shins to lessen that angle. And now, invite yourself here. Close your eyes, find a place to rest your hands. Tune into this moment by surveying the sounds around you. And often, especially as, as spring ramps up and uh, the, lawn, the lawn care <laughs> descends upon the city, <laughs> you know, there will be times when we check in with this um, wider world and uh, find that the stimulus around us is disturbing, is um, frustrating. Notice the quality of light. Can you identify the source of light? Notice the temperature of the room. Feel movement of air. And consider what other perception you have with your eyes closed.
with the eyes closed, can you perceive the um, dimensions of the room? Your relationship to other objects. Perhaps there's another living being in the room with you. How do you experience that presence? Now begin to turn your perception to your own body, which is just a part of this vast landscape. What state do you find yourself at this moment? begin to connect with your breathing. Transition to the practice of ujjayi pranayama, the triumphant uprising breath. Gradually grow the breathing, drawing more air in at the top of the inhalation, and at the bottom of your smooth, slow exhalation, allow an additional moment to press any more air out from the bottom of the lungs. Follow three more breaths.
Bring your palms together in front of your heart upon completion of those final three breaths. And then as you inhale next, you can open your eyes as you sweep your arms out and overhead, palms touching at the top, maybe turn your gaze up as you reach up, and then turn your palms out to exhale, pushing down with the hands and then bringing the hands together at heart center again. Two more times, inhale, palms turn up, gather, reach up, look up, and then exhale, turn the palms out and down, push down, lift through the crown of the head, bring the palms back together in front of your heart. Again, inhale, sweep up, gather, palms together, look up, exhale, turn the palms out, press down, palms together at the heart center. And take a moment to locate your strap And we were gonna take a um, we're gonna take a bind with the strap, a twisting bind, and uh, so you're gonna negotiate your way out of the um, hero pose. We're gonna get back into it, but I want you to get your strap, the loop of your strap, up around your left thigh. So it's uh, at the uppermost part of my thigh. And uh, make sure you have this, the buckle there so you can adjust it. I'm going to scooch forward so I have enough room behind me. And we're going to take this twisted hero pose. So inhale, grow tall. You might even like to sweep the arms up. And then exhale, start to revolve the chest towards the right wall, landing the left hand on the right thigh, right fingertips on the floor behind you if you can reach Shoulder back, right shoulder back, collarbones broad. So not leaning back into the right hand, but keeping the tall spine. You might also notice that the right hip is pulled back slightly. Keep the knees aligned. And then use your left hand to hand the strap into the right hand. So if you can't reach the strap, then make a little more slack on the strap. If you need a deeper twist, then make less slack on the strap. <laughs> I'm laughing. I just—it's the way my daughter speaks. Less slack on the strap. <laughs> right shoulder on the back, collarbones broad. Lift through the crown of the head, and then gradually twist, taking the gaze back. And notice the effect this is having on your face. Often our faces are revealing some of our experience. <laughs> so if you have a, uh, a furrowed brow or a clenched jaw or pursed lips, you might consider softening into this state of wonder rather than a state of confusion, a state of fear or anger. Let those things kind of melt away. And again, always the opportunity to use the breath as a means of arrival, as a means of moving prana, moving life force through the body in this moment. Shift the torso from left to right. So consider that in these twists, 
You might be even engaging the abdominal muscles to twist. And then inhale to come back through center. Take a little counter twist. I found that to be a pretty deep twist. And we'll go on to the second side. So shift forward onto the knees to remove the strap from the left thigh. And then loop it up around the right thigh. <laughs> Take your time. I know I am. And then sit back on the support of your blanket or block into Virasana. Again, inhale, sweep the arms up. And then exhale, open the chest towards the left wall, land the right hand on the left thigh, left fingertips behind, possibly onto some height to create connection between the left fingertips and the ground, left shoulder blade on the back. You can use the right hand to draw the right ribs to the left wall, wrapping around the central channel of the spine. And then reach back with the left hand Use the right hand to pass the strap into the left hand. Left shoulder on the back, collarbones broad and lifted, shoulder blades contracting behind the heart. And then eventually taking the neck, taking the head, taking the gaze over the left shoulder, maybe towards the back wall, maybe even towards the right wall. We're early on in practice, so um, consider that, you know, you might have a standard of how deep your twists are, and this, you know, give yourself a little break here. It's not going to be your deepest twist you've ever done. We're just starting out here, just getting acquainted with our bodies at, in this time and space. So again, always the opportunity to use breath for this acquaintance process, for this inviting and moving prana life force into and throughout the body. Again, consider using the abdominal muscles to to start this twisting process, moving up the spine, around the spine, like a spiral staircase. And then let's come back through center. Again, counter to the deep twist. Come forward of the knees, remove your props, take them off to the side of your mat. And we'll do some cat and cow shapes, and then we'll modify our cat and cow shapes a little bit today. Ground through your knuckles. Make sure your knees are slightly back from the hips. So maybe a little bit consciously wider base for your pose than you normally take. Today, I'm going to ask you to turn your uh, middle fingers straight forward so they line up parallel wrist shoulder width distance apart as you move into your cat and cow shapes. Let's do an exhale, 
Tuck the tailbone, tuck the chin, round the spine into the cat pose. And inhale, melt the heart, the belly, the chest down as the tailbone and gaze lift. Draw the collarbones broad. Exhale, round the spine. And get acquainted with the range of motion of your spine. Get acquainted with this practice of moving with breath, harmonizing breath and movement. And always hear this invitation to wonder, to explore, to be curious about what you find on your mat, in your body, in this moment, with each breath. Okay, so we're going to modify our cat and cow shapes by uh, focusing a little bit more on the upper body. So uh, in, the, uh, in the, what is it? In the cat shape, we're going to lift up onto the fingertips and hollow out the heels of the hands. And just as the hands are cupped, we're going to cup the armpits. So try to make your armpits like uh, bowls. And then just like the hands, just like the armpits, we're going to hollow out the belly and round the upper back. So uh, explore this version of cat pose for a moment, this hollowing out action. You can really feel that with the exhalation, pulling the belly in towards the spine, emptying the body. And then as you inhale, palms back to the floor, wrap your elbows back and in and draw your chest forward tilt your tailbone up so now a different version of cow pose with the elbows bent and then transition between these two exhale uh, extreme or exaggerated cat with the cupped wrists cupped armpits hollowed out belly chin to chest rounded upper back and then with an inhalation, move into the exaggerated or the more active cow pose, wrapping the elbows out and then in and back, chest forward, collarbones broad, chin lifted, and back. So just explore this new way of, uh, of <laughs> moving into this very familiar sequence of cat and cow. And let's come back to a neutral spine here. So we're going to do a, an ex, a puppy dog pose. So let's keep the knees about hip width distance apart today. Tilt the tailbone up, reach the arms forward slowly. Spread your fingers, root through the knuckles, straighten the elbows. And then once you can't reach any further forward, begin to melt your chin down. So you're looking forward. Again, create this 
connection, this engagement with the index finger knuckle as you push the knuckles of the fingers down. Wrap your tricep muscles in towards your face. Wrap your tricep muscles in towards your face. Challenging, uh, challenging uh, request. And then can you extend your heart forward and down even as you pull your shoulders away from your ears? So these things may seem impossible, but continue to send that message. Shoulders away from the ears, collarbones broad and forward. And then does it lead you, do these instructions lead you to a state of confusion or a state of wonder? often doing things in a new and challenging way can cause us to be confused, but it can also lead us into new experience. And then from here, let's push back up into a tabletop position, cup the fingers around the spine, counter that deep upper back melt and then come back to neutral again. From here, uh, you might walk the right knee slightly in towards center as you extend the left leg back. Knee and toe point downward, and you might take a moment to pad the right knee, or not. And let's take the right arm forward. Push back with the left foot, reach forward with the right fingertips. Steady your gaze out into the distance beyond the right fingertips. And either choose to stay here or point your left toes, bend your left knee, reach for the inside of your foot or the inside of the ankle. Kick the foot into the hand, lift the thigh away from the floor, right shoulder melting deeply onto the back of the chest. Kick and lift. Kick, lift, kick, lift, and always be breathing. Left knee down, right hand down, second side. Maybe left knee comes slightly towards center as the right leg extends straight up and back, heel to the height of the hip, wrap the outer hip down, lift through the inner thigh, heart and gaze forward, left arm forward. Point the right toes, bend the right knee. If possible, reach back to grab the right foot with the left hand or the ankle. (laughs) Kick the foot, lift the thigh. (laughs) I think my widened base is really throwing me off today, throwing off my balance. So it's, you know, (laughs) it's frustrating a little bit, but isn't it interesting too how just a minor change like The knee being three inches further back than maybe it normally is can really change your experience. You get so locked into doing things one way and then one little change can really 
uh, disrupt the balance. Kick the foot into the thigh, lift the thigh, left shoulder back. Gaze steady. And then knee down, hand down. And we're going to keep the knees as they are. Shift the upper body at an angle to the right. Okay. From here, with the upper body extended to the right, so you're going to feel the right side body contracted slightly, the left side body extended. Now we're going to extend the left leg back, right arm forward. So again, we're just altering the pose. And you might notice how this changes your relationship to the pose, might make balance more um, more frustrating, more challenging. Push back with the left heel, reach with the right fingertips, maybe take the gaze out beyond the right fingertips over towards the right. Place the hand down, place the knee down. We'll do the second side or second, um, second set of limbs. <laughs> right leg back, left arm reaches forward. Push back through the right heel, lengthen through the left fingertips. Look out in front of you, over to the right. Couple of breaths here. Strengthening the core, the back body. Doing a lot of stuff here. And then hand down, knee down. Now we're going to walk the upper body over to the left at an angle. So the right knee stays where it is, slightly um, shrinking the left side of the body, contracting the left side of the body opening up the right side, and we'll start with the left leg, right arm. So I don't know if this is true for you, but uh, again for me, just this uh, altered upper body really uh, changes my ability to balance here. Push back through the left heel, reach through the right fingertips. Then hand down, knee down, reach back with the right leg, lengthen with the left arm, look beyond the left fingertips. And then again, notice when, um, you know, when met with maybe new and interesting challenges, that uh, oscillation between wonder and confusion, (laughs) enjoyment and frustration, And then back to the center. Okay, here we go. Let's find out about our downward dog today. So again, keep that position of the wrist, shoulder width distance apart, middle fingers pointing straight ahead, root through the knuckles, tuck your toes, and then let's today look forward as we lift the knees. So start with the knees deeply bent, knees just hovering a few inches from the floor. And now let's push the right hip up and back, keeping the left knee bent, continuing to look forward. So we're not there yet. I know you know it's coming because I already told you, but we're not in down dog yet. Look forward, release the right hip up and back, reach the right heel downward, and then bend the right knee, push the left hip up and back, reach the left heel downward, maybe swaying the hips over to the left considerably. 
Soften the jaw, continue to breathe, and then do it again. This is how we're going to walk out the dog today. Looking forward, pushing the hands down and forward, shifting the hips up and back. And then we're going to keep both knees deeply bent and then push the hands even more forward, ground through the knuckles, straighten, lengthen the arms, and then release the head down. Begin to lengthen the heels down as you lift the hips up and back. So just as with our puppy dog pose, this uh, strong connection rooting through the index finger of the right knuckle, uh, yeah, <laughs> the index finger knuckle of each hand, <laughs> did I say right knuckle? Both knuckles, left and right. Um, then wrap the tricep muscles towards the face, pulling the backs of the shoulders away from the ears as the collarbones expand reaching forward and down and notice what this brings up is this a new way of doing down dog again when we are, are um, when, when we are introduced to new sensations especially in these well-worn shapes do we uh you know do we choose do we move towards that state of wonder, or do we get caught up in a state of confusion? Slow, deep breath here. And then as you inhale next, sweep the left leg straight up and back for three-legged dog. Look to the top of your mat and lunge your left foot forward. Keep the back knee lifted and find your lunge, maybe hands onto blocks on either side of the front foot. Feel your feet on the floor, scissor them towards one another, square the hips, engage the legs, expand the collarbones forward as shoulders draw onto the back of the body. And then plant the hands, send the left leg straight up and back once again, three-legged dog, and then left leg down. Inhale, right leg lifts, straight up and back. Push through the heel, lift through the inner thigh. Look to the top of the mat. Exhale, lunge the right foot between the hands, setting up to on fingertips or blocks on either side of the front foot. Scissor the legs, right heel back, left foot forward, engage the legs. And one thing that I have not emphasized maybe ever is drawing the glutes up the right leg. So try that engagement with the back leg. So not only are you lifting the inner thigh, but you're engaging the glutes of the left side. Shoulders back, collarbones forward. Soften the face. Plant the hands. Send the right leg straight up and back. Three-legged dog again. And exhale, right leg down. Inhale, left leg lifts, look to the top of your mat. Exhale, lunge the left foot forward. Inhale in the lunge. And as you exhale, step the right foot forward, fold forward at the top of your mat, either feet together or hip width distance apart, moving into a forward fold. Okay, let's take a rag doll now that we're here. Moving pretty slowly through the movements of a sun salutation, and later we'll start to move with the breath.
So in your, uh, in your fold, forward fold, bend the knees, release the head, take hold of opposite wrists, forearms, or biceps. And you might like to sway to release and become aware of tension and space along the back body. So I often associate this uh, shape with a waterfall and this movement of energy up the backs of the legs, fluidly drawing from the earth, prana up the backs of the legs. And then as the exhale happens, this uh, cascade of fluid energy, fluid prana moves from the hips down the length of the spine back towards the earth. And you can kind of shake that prana out a little bit by shifting the shoulders from side to side, nodding the head yes and no. Just letting thing, uh, letting the shape be an opportunity for this movement of prana through the back side of the body. You might be shifting weight from foot to foot, side to side, back to front. And eventually bring your fingertips to the floor or to blocks in front of you. And we're going to inhale, come up halfway. So pull back with the hands on the block, reach the chin and chest forward, and then exhale, fold deeply in, either keeping the hands on blocks or walking the fingertips along the sides of the legs. Push down through the feet, lift into the hips, lengthen down through the crown of your head. And again, lift halfway as you inhale next. Draw the shoulders back, collarbones expand forward. Exhale to fold deeply in, head low, hips high. Push down with the feet, lift through the hips. And then as you inhale next, turn the hands out, gather space as you draw the palms together overhead, look up, reach up, and then turn the palms out, push down. Hands come together at heart center. Take a moment here. Get your bearings in this standing position, a new state. Push down through the feet. Feel the strength of your legs. So this is one place where we can hopefully feel the strength of the legs and feel confidence in that strength, that ability to stand upright, rooting down from the hips to the earth, growing tall from the earth up through the crown of the head, broad across the chest. Inhale, turn the palms out, up, reach overhead, and exhale, turn the palms out, down, fold forward, head low, hips high. Inhale, fingertips to the blocks or shins, reach the chin and chest forward. Exhale, as you fold, send the left leg back. Inhale, in the lunge, Exhale, plant the hands, send the right leg back to plank position. Let's spend a few breaths here. As I said, we're going to move through these Surya Namaskar A's slowly. Root through the knuckles, shoulders away from the ears, push down with the hands, tone the muscles of the legs, push back through the heels, lift through the inner thighs. And let's do some little... Uh, shoulder push-ups. So we're not going to even bend the elbows. We're going to inhale, push the hands down, 
round the chin towards the chest, lift the back of the heart, and then exhale, draw the heart forward, shoulders away from the ears. Inhale, push with the hands, curl the upper back, tuck the chin to the chest. Exhale, melt the heart, shoulders away from the ears, keep those knuckles grounded. Exhale, curl the upper back, chin to chest, dome the heart space, hollow out the armpits, and inhale back. One more. Exhale, push down with the hands, chin to chest, lift the back of the heart space, and exhale, shoulders away from the ears, collarbones forward, knees, chest and chin to the floor, hug the elbows in towards the side ribs, collarbones broad, shoulders away from the ears, tailbone tilts towards the ceiling, and then slide forward onto your belly, extend your legs back one at a time, press the tops of your feet down. We will do cobra, but this will not be it. Press the tops of your feet down, engage the muscles of your legs, lift your kneecaps. Lengthen back through the tailbone, feel the front of your pelvis ground into the earth, and then reach your arms back, interlace your fingers. Take note of which thumb is in front. Wrap your elbows towards the ceiling, hug your shoulder blades together. Inhale, start to lift your chin and chest away from the floor, and then begin to extend your knuckles towards the back wall. Breathe. Ground through the tops of the feet. Lengthen through the tailbone. Reach with the heart. Again, as shoulder blades come together, pull back and down. Collarbones broaden and lift. Sides of the neck back. Crown of the head lifts. You might even start to pull your hands isometrically apart, creating more contraction of the upper back, more opening and lifting of the heart space. Again, notice the facial expression. How are you experiencing this moment? Can you transition from confusion to wonder, if necessary? And then lower down, right cheek to the floor, arms to your sides. Rest the arms, release the upper back, big toes touch, heels wide apart. Arrive with the breath. Notice the aftermath of your back bend. Where are you feeling? What are you feeling? Tune into the feeling. Okay, chin back to the floor. Point the toes, ground the feet, interlace the fingers with the opposite thumb in front. Did you remember? I sure didn't. Put your, put your feet down. Lengthen the toes. Lengthen the tailbone. Elbows towards the ceiling. Inhale. Peel the chin and chest up. If you'd like, squeeze the legs. Lift the legs up. Point the toes. Lift the feet. The lower thighs, the middle thighs, the upper thighs. Using the back body to take flight. Lower down, left cheek down, arms at your sides, big toes touch, heels widen apart, arms heavy, upper back broad. Feel the um, stability, the solidity of the mat beneath you.
soften into that solidness, <laughs> that support. Chin back to the floor, point the toes back, frame the ribs with the hands, spread the fingers, elbows towards the ceiling, shoulder blades on the back, collarbones broaden and reach forward, ground through the tops of the feet, lengthen through the tailbone, press the front of the pelvis down, and inhale, start to come up, using the strength of the upper back to lift and open the chest. Little baby cobra, look, little baby cobra doesn't have any hands. Lift your hands off the floor. And suddenly this cobra is growing arms. Push your hands down, draw your elbows back, and start to rise up. So as your hands ground, as you push pressure down through the knuckles of the fingers of both hands, now isometrically draw back. So again, this shoulder blades together, shoulder blades down the back of the chest as collarbones expand and lift. Side to neck back, crown of the head lifts. Soften the breath, or soften the face. Deepen the breath. And then lower back down, chin and chest to the floor. Tuck your toes under. And if you'd like, we're going to push up from the earth into a push up. Engage the legs, lengthen through the heels, shoulder blades on the back. One, two, three, push up and back to down dog. So notice your feet. My feet are way out of alignment here. So notice if you push back to downward dog and your feet are farther, far apart or if one foot is way out to one side, just take note. We kind of um, tend to... Um, <laughs> to adjust without noticing what we're adjusting from. At least that's my experience. Okay, look forward, push with the hands, lengthen the arms as you push the hands, lift the hips further up and back, and then release the head, release the heels. Okay, we'll start in earnest with our sun salutations. Inhale, right leg lifts. Look to the top of the mat, exhale, lunge the right foot forward. Inhale in the lunge, you might even sweep your arms up and overhead, and then exhale, fold forward at the top of your mat. Inhale, come up halfway, possibly using the blocks. Exhale, fold fully forward, head low, hips high. Inhale, push with the feet, rise up to stand, palms touch at the top. Exhale, turn your palms out, press down with the hands, palms together at heart center. Inhale, rise up, gather space with the hands, palms touch. Exhale, turn the palms out, push down as you fold forward, head low, hips high. Inhale, pull the chest through, shoulder blades on the back. Exhale, as you fold deeply in, plant the hands right leg back. Inhale in the lunge, you might come all the way up into a high lunge, arms overhead. Exhale, plant the hands, left leg back, plank position. Inhale in plank. Exhale, either chaturanga or knees, chest, chin to the floor. Inhale, either cobra pose or upward facing dog. Exhale, press back, 
downward facing dog, observe the feet and then adjust the feet as, as needed. Push the hands down and forward, shift the hips up and back, inhale, exhale fully, inhale deeply and exhale completely. Last biggest breath in. Exhale, push air out. Inhale, left leg lifts. Look to the top of your mat. Exhale, lunge the left foot forward. Inhale, possibly lifting into the high lunge, arms overhead. And exhale, feet together, fold forward. Inhale, lift halfway, fingertips on shins or blocks. Exhale, fold in. Inhale, turn the palms up as you rise to stand. Gather space, palms touch. Exhale, turn the palms out. Push the hands down. Hands meet at heart center. Inhale, sweep the arms up. Gather space, palms come together. Exhale, push the hands out and down. Fold forward. Inhale, rise halfway. And exhale, fold, left leg back into the lunge. Inhale in the lunge, possibly taking the arms overhead. Exhale, plant the hands, send the right leg back, plank position. Inhale and plank. Exhale, lower down method of your choice. Inhale, curl open to your back bending shape. Exhale, press the hips up and back. Downward facing dog. Again, notice adjustments being made to the feet to align the feet. Hip width distance apart. Toes pointing forward. Heels pointing straight back. Reach down through the heels. Lift into the front of the hip creases. Lift into the knees. Lift into the front of the ankle creases is what I meant to say, but hip creases probably works too. And I wanted to take a moment when we were uh, going through that. I wanted to do some uh, work with Cobra Pose today, or not Cobra Pose, uh, Upward Dog. You can really see I'm in a, this state of confusion. I don't know what's going on. It must be the, the emergence of the pollen. Um, <laughs> so hands to either side of uh, your mat. And if you have blocks, I encourage you to use blocks for this exercise underneath each hand. So uh, we're gonna lie on our stomachs just like we did for Cobra Pose. So the hands I would say are placed in basically the same place for Cobra and Up Dog. So extend back through the toes, legs are the same as well, tops of the feet grounded, but in Up Dog the hips come all the way up off the floor. So we're just getting our starting position here. Push down with the feet, engage the muscles of the legs, ground through the fronts of the feet, ground through the front of the pelvis, and then elbows draw in, pull the body forward. So you're not actually going to move forward, but as though you're going to slide forward, you're going to pull back on the blocks with the hands. Now, oh my gosh, did I make this way harder? I think that maybe I am making this way harder than it needs to be. Okay, push down with the hands. <laughs> lift up. Okay, I think that was really hard uh, to come up onto the blocks um, from the floor. So <laughs> let's try this a new way. 
I've done this in the past, but it's been a long time. So let's bend the knees, come up onto your knees, hands on the blocks, trust me here. <laughs> um, point the toes and then lower the hips forward, draw the chest through and then push the feet up, push the hands down. So instead of coming up from the floor, we're just going to come up from a kneeling position. So with the hands on the blocks, it's just going to help you to lift your hips off of the floor, which is a challenge for upward dog. So point the toes, strengthen the legs, roll the shoulders back, draw the chest forward. And especially with squishy blocks, I have two different blocks and I'm noticing with the squishy block, I'm really bearing a lot of weight in the heel of my hand. So try to shift weight out of the uh, wrist of the hand on the block down into the knuckles. Pull the chest forward, roll the shoulders back, lift through the crown of the head. Try to breathe, keep the legs engaged. And then roll over the toes, press the hips up and back, downward facing dog with the hands on the blocks. That was challenging. <laughs> Sent me into a state of confusion and wonder just as I was just as I was advising us to play with anyway today. So we're right on track. <laughs> Let's try it again. Bring your knees to the floor. <laughs> so again, this height underneath the, uh, underneath the wrist is going to help get the hips lifted, keep, to get that sense of the lower body lifting up off the floor. And we're just uh, balancing on the feet and the hands in this pose. But also, we're going to have the added challenge of trying to shift weight out of the wrists. So, um, so the stance is wider or longer than a tabletop position. And then I'm going to melt the hips forward, press the toes back, ground through the tops of the feet, start with the elbows bent, wrapping back, just as we did for that modified, what was that, a modified um, cow pose. Shoulders on the back, collarbones draw forward and up, and then press to the tops of the feet. Pull the hands down, push the hands down, pull the hands back, draw the chest through, lift the legs up, press down through the tops of the feet, side to neck back, crown of the head lifts. And then again, notice this uh, unnecessary brunt on the heels of the hands. Try to shift weight out of the wrist, as hard as that may be, especially if you have squishy blocks. And then knees back to the floor or roll over the toes if you'd like back to down dog. Push the hands down and forward, shift the hips up and back. Ground through the heels, lengthen through the low spine. And now we have to try that again without the blocks, right? Because we want to shift weight out of the wrists. Okay, so uh, let's see if we can lift the hips without the blocks. We're going to again start on our knees. Wide-based um, <laughs> wide-based tabletop pose. <laughs> I'm sure you guys are just out there shouting, table, it's table. Elbows back, wrap the elbows in, melt the hips down and forward, press the toes, the tops of the feet into the floor, and then pull the hands back, draw the chest forward, shoulders on the back, shoulders down the back, press the feet in. So you're trying to imprint the tops of your feet into your mat. And now again, still difficult to shift weight out of the wrist here, is it not? 
Shift weight out of the wrist, pull back with the hands, roll the shoulders back, lift the chest up, side of the neck back, crown of the head lifts. And then roll over the toes, press back, downward facing dog. Wow, when was the last time I spent that much time in upward dog? <laughs> Not often, I will tell you. Okay, knees to the floor. Okay, let's turn the hands so that the fingertips point towards the knees. So we're doing some wrist releases here. Fingertips towards the knees. So uh, the shoulders forward of the wrist is going to be somewhat relieving. The knees towards the fingertips can uh, help you shift weight out of the wrist if it becomes too intense. If you want more intensity, start to shift the hips and the shoulders back. You can just gingerly shift side to side, one wrist to the other. Then come with the shoulders forward of the wrists. You might tuck your toes under, sit back on your heels, and then slowly start to flick the fingers. Shake out the wrists a little bit, gingerly, and then with more, <laughs> more ginger, less ginger. Ginger is spicy, so why is it called gingerly? You'd think doing something gingerly would be doing it kind of spicy and, uh, you know, bringing some power to it. Okay, turn your, uh, turn your palms to the floor, fingertips towards your knees. So before the back of my hand was on the floor. So if the, uh, the palm of your hand was on the floor before, now the back of your hand is going to come to the floor. If the back of your hand was on the floor before, now the palm of your hand is going to come to the floor. Fingertips towards your knees. And then again, to intensify, shoulders back behind the wrists, hips uh, shift back as well. To let For less intensity, shoulders forward of the wrists. Knees closer to the fingers to, uh, to draw weight out of the hands here. So ground through your knuckles. So notice how pushing weight down through the index knuckle, the uh, middle finger knuckle, the ring finger knuckle, the pinky finger knuckle, the thumb knuckle. Those are all going to change the, uh, the concentration of the stretch, how you feel this a little uh, wrist, wrist release or wrist attention. Exploration is always a good way to describe this stuff. Wrist exploration. So again, root through the pinky finger knuckle, the index finger knuckle, the middle finger knuckle, the uh, index thumb. And then we'll come out of there by coming forward of the wrist, tuck the toes, Flick the fingers, maybe gingerly, gingerly with some spice, shake out the hands. Okay, what have we not done? We haven't done our headstand, and I'm, I'm wondering why not. We got to do it. 
Um, okay, so I know for most of you guys who tune into this class each week, you got a you got a solid headstand practice. So we'll try some things um, up in the headstand. You might be away from the wall. So get your basket weave. That's your interlace of your fingers, the cup of your hands, your elbows below your shoulders. And from a forearm table, lift the hips up, forearm dog, walk the feet forward, lift the hips higher, tuck the chin slightly towards the chest to land the hand between the forearms, back of the head, gently cup between the heels of the hands. Maybe there's some pad between the head and the mat. Shoulders away from the ears, press the head down, press the forearms down, walk the feet in, lift the hips higher. And how do we want to get up today? Let's try a wide-legged get up. So take the feet apart, lift up onto the toes as you lift your hips higher, and then sweep the legs out, up, and overhead, bringing the inner feet to touch. And then notice, and then extend up through the tailbone, push through the soles of the feet as you extend and ground and find confidence and strength down into the forearms, down into the crown of the head, engaging the upper back, keeping the neck long. Okay, so do you keep your feet apart or bring the inner soles of the feet together? Maybe just the base of the big toe. Again, state of wonder. <laughs> Closely shadowed by that state of confusion. So what I, I like often to take a wide stance in, or a wide uh, knees with this. So let's take Baddha Konasana, uh, bound angle legs in our Sirsasana headstand. So uh, start to turn the soles of your feet together as you widen your knees apart. Pull your heels down towards your groin as you can continue to extend up through the tailbone. Now, just like we did that awareness of the knuckles, let's do that awareness of the toes. What? Can you push your big toe ball mounds together? Or big toe, um, yeah, the base of your big toe, the big toe knuckle. Push your right and left into one another. What about your second toe? Maybe less connected there. Third toe, fourth toe. Pinky toes, push the heels in. How hard is it just to like be thinking about your feet right now? To be concentrated that small, you know, <laughs> it's so hard to send that message into your body, that message that may not really be received in any uh, noticeable or substantial way. That like you're saying it, but it's not happening. I find that very challenging in yoga. <laughs> and a place where wonder can slip into confusion. So I'm just, I'm validating that slip and inviting you back because I think sometimes that slip happens because we feel like we're the only ones who are confused. 
But, you know, that's probably not the case. I'm with you. I'm with you in the confusion. Okay. Maybe extend the legs out. Push out through the different parts of the feet, the base of the big toe. Can you articulate that second toe extending out? (laughs) You can even point the big toe, point the second toe, point the third toe, the ring ring toe, (laughs) the fourth toe, the pinky toe. (laughs) So one thing that I think happens too when you give this articulation to the feet in a headstand, you kind of forget about worrying about being in a headstand. So that that can be kind of cool. I've been, you know, I've been uh, roller skating, and sometimes I'm roller skating and there's no one around me, and sometimes I'm roller skating and there's uh, kids weaving in and out on scooters around me. And I find that I'm a little better at roller skating when the kids are weaving out in and around me because I'm not so much zeroed in on my own, um, my own S H I T. <laughs> so that's that's what I'm doing here, directing you to those toes. Notice something different, and then you can kind of benefit from all this practice you've done in headstand. Like you might be able to hold this longer than you think if you're not just thinking about how long can I hold this. <laughs> okay, feet back together, and then knees together, and then either come down or one last time with the legs extending upward. And then knees together, bend the knees, bring the feet down with control, question mark. Point the toes, heels to the hips, extend the arms forward. That was a long hold. (laughs) Extend the arms forward, settle the hips back, release the forearms down. Arrive in a state of wonder. What is the effect of that long hold or whatever you did? Whatever the last few minutes held. How have those actions and your efforts run into this moment? How how has it changed your present state? Observe the breath. Observe the sensation of the upper arms and the upper back and neck. Observe the low back, the feet. And the breath again. Sweep your arms back, turn your palms up, let the heads of the arm bones roll forward, upper back broadens.
Round up through your spine, push your way back to a seated position. Let's do a um, rock pose. Head over heart, heart over the center of the pelvis. And while we're here, we'll do our camel rabbit shapes. Okay, so uh, you might like blocks on either side of your ankles for the camel pose. You know, they might be there and you might find that you don't want or need them. Step up onto your knees in a kneeling position. Find this new state. So we went from a headstand into a more upright position. You might find uh, a change of um, relationship to gravity. A kind of lightheadedness might occur. Ground through the knees. Push down through the feet. Lengthen through the tailbone. Shoulders back. Engagement of the upper back, collarbones open and lift, turn the gaze up, tilt the chin skyward, and start to move back into the unknown. So, into the unknown can be a frustrating, frightening, confusing experience. It can also be a uh, uplifting, enjoyable state of wonder. So maybe it's all happening at once. Curl open the heart. Look back. Hands can stay on the hips or seek blocks or seek heels. Fingertips in. Thumbs and inner elbows roll out. Maybe even look forward today. That's what I'm trying. I'm trying forward looking. And then extend back through the crown of the head. I release my head back. I just can't help it. I love it. When you're ready, hands to hips, ribs, chest, shoulders, head, come up, knees together. Take a seat in your rock pose. Hips to the heels. Neutralize the spine, rest the hands. Rest and reflect. I don't know. That was like one of my most enjoyable camel poses I've ever done. I don't know how you guys felt. Let me know after class how you experienced that camel pose, if it was anything anything uh, new and uh, spring-like. Okay, bring your knees apart. Put your toes back. Lengthen the tailbone down. I felt like a tulip pushing up out of the, out of the earth. Shoulders back. Heart lifts. Start with the gaze forward. And then hands seek blocks, hands seek heels, decide what to do with your head. Is the head uh, tilted forward 
Or do you want to lengthen the neck, extend the crown of the head back? Do you want to release the head back? It's your pose. The hips, ribs, chest, shoulders, head comes up last. Seek the rock, the neutral, solid rock. Heels to the hips, to the heels, palms to the thighs. Relax the shoulders, release the weight of your arms. Turn your palms out. Inhale, sweep the arms overhead. Cross the thumbs. Lift up, grow tall. Exhale and fold forward, hinging at the hips. Hands and forehead touch down at relatively the same time. Inhale, keep the hips low. Draw back through the sides of the waistline. Come on back up, grow tall. Exhale, fold again, hinging at the hips, head and hands touch down. One more time, inhale, come up. And exhale with control, hinge, head and hands down, hips stay low. Sweep the arms back, grab the outer heels, wrap the fingers to the insides of the heels, thumbs cup the outsides of the feet. Push the feet down, tuck the chin towards the chest, and slowly push the hips high into the air, into your rabbit pose. Belly button in towards the spine. Push the feet down, lift the hips up. Perhaps feel the arms being pulled taut, shoulders away from one another. Deep counter pose to our camel. Then slowly lower the hips, push the palms into the thighs, come back up, neutralize in rock. Back to breath, survey the state. <laughs> One more time. Sweep the arms out, up and overhead. Cross the opposite thumb in front if you can figure that one out. Reach up, grow tall. Exhale, hinge at the hips. Blades of the hands down, forehead down, hips stay low. Inhale, draw back through the sides of the waistline. Grow tall. Exhale, fold. Inhale, rise. Last time, exhale, fold, 
Head down, hips low, sweep the arms back, grab the outer heels, fingers to the insides, thumbs to the outsides, chin to chest, forehead towards or to the knees, push the feet down, lift the hips up, rabbit pose. Slowly lower the hips, push the palms into the thighs. One more rock pose. Shoulders on the back, shoulders down the back. Sweep the legs forward and make your way to lie on your back. Feet bent and take the feet as wide as the mat, arms out to a T, the windshield wiper those legs side to side with coordination of the breath or without it, your choice. <laughs> Feel uh, the massage of your outer hips, your low back against the mat. Consider this, can you, can you consider this a luxury? So I've just been finding myself like uh, in this place where I, I constantly am reframing, you know, reframing, <laughs> constantly reframing. Um, yeah, how can a place or a state of confusion parallel or shadow the state of wonder and seeing that other side? So this almost, I feel like this could almost be uh, something where, you know, if I wasn't leading the class, I might feel a little bored by this knees side to side action. So can I reframe that boredom into this opportunity for uh, luxury and self-care and just um, enjoying something fairly simple but uh, meant as, you know, a restorative practice. Okay, back to center and then let the knees fall to the left. You might hook the left ankle to the outside of the right thigh to bring the left, the right inner thigh down more deeply. Extend the right arm along the right ear. Grab the right wrist with the left hand. Pull the right side body long. Unhook, ungrip, re-square the hips, and then let the knees fall to the right. Again, you might take the ankle to the outside of the thigh. 
Again, you might grab the left wrist with the right hand and just pull the left side body long. Release the wrist, release the knee, re-square the hips, and then hook the left knee over the, the right knee like you're sitting in a chair. Take the arms straight up towards the ceiling, and then let's hook the uh, right arm underneath the left arm. Let's go with that. <laughs> and then elbows lift towards the ceiling, forearms lift towards the ceiling, and then elbows lift towards uh, the direction that the head is facing, and then let's curl in. Lift the feet around the low spine, elbows towards the knees. Lower the feet, right leg over left, right arm over left, right leg over left, right arm over left, hands together, so eagle arms. Elbows lift, forearms away from the face, Curl in, elbows towards the knees, knees towards the elbows. And then lower the feet, unfurl. Draw the knees in towards your chest, up towards your armpits. Happy baby, soles of the feet towards the ceiling. Draw down one knee, then the other. soles of the feet together. Instead of grabbing the outer feet, as we often do, we're going to grab the outer ankles. And then again, uh, this awareness of the soles of the feet pushing into one another, just as we did in our headstand. So push the ankles into the fingers, push the base of the big toes together, the base of the second toe, third toe, ring toe, a little baby toe. <laughs> it's funny to call it a baby. It's the same age as all the other toes. Uh, the heels. And then draw the knees together. Gather yourself into a hug. Wrap your arms around your legs, chin to chest, forehead towards your to the knees. Squeeze the legs round the spine. And then make your way into your preferred savasta. So whether it be lying on your back, legs up the wall, folded over a bolster, reclined goddess, um, you know, make your choice. Every choice is a good choice when it comes to savasana. <laughs> and uh, do your ritual, light your candle, snuggle your blankie, Put on your favorite pair of socks. Do the thing to, um, to signal your, <laughs> your um, 
invitation. Send the invitation into this space. So again, this is really the opportunity to observe the state. Um, We've done the practice. The active part of the class is done. And what has come of it? Where do you find yourself? Have, have, do you find yourself in an altered state? I'll tell you something. I always call my mom after this class. And I always feel good when I call my mom. It's really a good trick <laughs> for us having nice conversations. <laughs> So as you find your way into your resting shape, your rested position, you might scan the body for any residual effort, gripping, tension, Survey and send a signal throughout the body. Send a message, send an invitation to release, soften. So as the body settles down, ceases movement and effort, it is so often the case that the mind (laughs) rushes off to the next thing. So just like a kid getting out of school and running to the bus or running home. So observe this transitional time.
moment. If you, if you can, suspend the urgency of what is next. You can kind of pull back that curtain, that, that urgency that's obstructing you from this moment. What can you observe? Right. Movement back into your fingers and toes. And then how would you like to invite larger movements into the body? Do you like the ankle circles, the wrist circles in one direction and the other? Do you like to rock the arms and the head and legs from side to side? Do you like to stretch the body long? 
observe your own um, instincts. Eventually, bend your knees, feet on the floor. Let's roll to the right today, uh, right arm along the right ear. Transition from your corpse pose into a fetal position. Re-emerging from the practice with this altered state, perhaps. Push your way into a seated position. Hands together at heart center. We'll chant on one single time to signify the closing of this morning's practice. Exhale. Inhale for all. Thank you for your curiosity, your patience, your continued devotion to this practice. The light in me recognizes and bows to the light in you. Namaste. Yikes.